Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 113, Episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, December 19th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Wet Pockets. <laughs> uh, uh, because I have sweaty thoughts. What are you going to do? That's uh, courtesy of Pat Zucht again. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my special guest co-host, the Latin dancer UTI herself, Caitlin Durante. Hi. Happy what? to be here. Uh, Oh, just got a couple more uh, anagrams for y'all. Good God, the most anagrammable name in the business. Y'all ready for this? Okay. (laughs) We've got Caitlin Durante anagramming two radiant nut lights. (laughs) Gross. That's so fucking gross. But I guess it's good that it's radiant. It's radiant. They're, the lice Would you want are, your nut lice to be radiant? Uh, if I had nut lice, right. I would want them to be radiant. Radiant. Yes. Like, positively radiant. <laughs> you're glowing. <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're talking to a pregnant woman. <laughs> oh my God, you are radiant. Yeah. You're <laughs> my nut lice. Uh, and then I've got... Um, I feel like I should have saved radiant nut lice for last because I, this one, this one's not quite so radiant. Uh, but italic nerd ant. Yeah. Yeah, I messed up. I fucked up real bad. I, I mean, they're both bug related. Uh, I like that. Bug related? Yeah. Ant. How, how is? Oh, sorry. Ant. Um, aunt. Aunt. Auntie. Auntie. Okay, got yeah, it. I'm, I'm, yeah. Man, I'm just fucking up. <laughs> no, no, that's my bad. I should have known. I should have. Should have realized there was no well, you. We could make it um, ant like the insect if it was uh, you, Italian, or sorry, Italic. Oh, but Italian also works if I change. Anyway, look, these are both. <laughs> this is going to be the rest of the episode, <laughs> you guys, so just uh, sit just back. Bu- We're going to work up. out a couple things. Um, these are both courtesy of at Jace of Spades. So Jace. Thank you. Good job, um, Jace of Spades. Uh, full uh, disclosure, though. Uh, Jace of Spades, uh, they uh, anagrammed it as Radiant Lice Nut, but uh-huh. I thought it would be funnier if it okay. was Radiant Nut Lice. Yes. So I did take some liberties with that one. But yeah. I think you made the right decision. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, writing is editing, you know, exactly. in, in many ways. Writing is rewriting. Yeah. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Open mic, ego. What's up, man? How are you? It's so good to have you here. Radiant nut lice, eh? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I prefer mine to be radiant. You'd right. rather be them like lackluster. Well, I just feel like they might mean like they are irradiated, like they might be incredible yeah. Hulk lice. <laughs> oh, right. radioactive. Sl- right. Yeah. Like they might oh. slam me about the room by my testicle hairs. <laughs> That's and, true. And I, I don't. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, that would look funny though. Um, your name anagrams too. Nope, Mike Eagle. Hey, I like that. <laughs> so that's, that's good. That's fun. I not should, not quite as good as I should set Mike. my name to that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, we're going to get to know you a little bit better okay. in a moment. But first, we are going to tell our listeners just a couple of the things we're talking about today. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine reviews dropped uh, two nights ago at midnight, uh, and they're not great. I've they're never not. seen um, anything... You've never seen a Star Wars? Oh. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> people are so pre-angry. Yes. I've never seen people this uh. pre-angry. Yeah. They were uh, post-angry after the, la- after the Last Jedi. And they're still angry. Still mad. It's a brand new movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about that, where it falls in the uh, sequence of, you know, a Metacritic re- review counts. Uh, it's pretty far down there. Uh, we're going to talk about how well the president is dealing with his impeachment. Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Voter purging in Georgia, still happening. Uh, just all sorts of shit. Uh, cats. Apparently, Tom Hooper, the director of Cats uh, on the red carpet, admitted that he had uh, finished the movie the day before after a 36-hour all-nighter. Oh, so, that's my favorite thing I I've ever heard. I love it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Survivor's Me Too incident and just how 
perfectly they handled that. CBS is really good at this sort of thing. Uh, so we'll talk about that, all of that, and plenty more. But first, Mike, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Uh, my last thing I searched for was, um, <clears throat> it's called Blog of Doom. Blog of Doom? Yeah. What is that? It's a uh, behind-the-scenes pro wrestling blog. Okay. Oh. Yeah. You say that with such pride. I I am. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't search for it, being prepared that I was going to have to talk to people about it. <laughs> Are you a big professional wrestling fan? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no other way to qualify that. <laughs> Blog of doom. Did you doom. learn anything interesting? Oh, did I learn anything interesting? No. Uh, this is the thing. I I don't watch WWE. Mm-hmm. I've like sworn off of them for like a year and a half now. So when I do go to Blog of Doom. I basically get uh, reaffirmed in my uh, boycotting of them. Like, I okay. find out some decision that they made. I'm like, yep, still making the right decision. Yeah. Not doing it. This might as well be in a different language. I'm looking at the blog of Doom. The Smart Rant for WWE Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so that means the guy who writes that blog, who also does not like WWE, but he oh, okay. watches it every week he does because that's it. his content. Got it. Uh, so this is him shitting on whatever wrestling happened Monday night. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And is wrestling is every week? Like the forever, they, forever. They never there's have an off no season. There's no season. There's, okay, there's wow. No, they're 52 weeks a year of brand new programming, forever. It's been like that since like the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's probably at least partially why uh, they have so many problems. The the wrestlers themselves, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They're just treated horribly. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's not easy to uh, fall. Hard. Fall hard for a living on purpose. I yeah. mean, Get do you guys? Around. We don't. T- Daily Zeitgeist never takes a break, right? That's true. Fifty-two weeks, <laughs> 52. and that's why you have so many problems. Right. No. No, Fortunately, I am not thrown around by a muscle-bound person yeah. for uh, a living. Right. Ima- imagine somebody came in the room dressed as an irradiated lice and, <laughs> and just power bombed you through this table. By, I'd by be ready. I'm ready every hairs. week. Yeah. Every week. My goodness. Yeah. You're made of good stuff, Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, sweet potato fries. Yes. Oh. Thank you. I think they're cool. oh, speak quite, okay. quite oh, gross. Right. I think they look I, good on the paper. Mm-hmm. I think in the mouth it is a different story, and we should start being honest with ourselves about how um, you don't need to cook every potato the same way. <laughs> okay. So what's your what's your beef with sweet potato fries? The sweetness is weird. <laughs> the sweetness of a of a of a potato that is fried, mm-hmm. it is weird. Okay. It tastes like you're eating like a crispy butter stick or something. Yeah, it is not good. <laughs> you wouldn't. Eat, there's a reason that you don't eat crispy butter sticks, and they're Speak also never crispy <laughs> enough. I feel like yeah, they, they are a bit soft. They get yeah. soft. I we uh, went out for dinner for our uh, holiday party last night. We had a delicious sweet potato. And it was just a a potato that just sat there. It was nice, big, soft. It was it was a good form of sweet potato. If they had turned it into little sticks or little like threads that were soft, it would have made it not as good. Like I I, I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. That you don't have to cook just because it's a potato does not mean just because we named it a potato does not mean that it needs to be uh, diced into fries, and I guess maybe the secret truth of it is that it's probably really not a potato, right? Right. I don't know. So yeah. I guess that's it. That, right. Yeah. Is it a like something? What's else? a yam? And is that the same thing as a sweet potato? See, we don't know any of this. We don't know. And we run around putting sweet potato fries in our mouth as if that's a thing. <laughs> right. And then you like dip them in ketchup, even though it doesn't go together. They don't. So go it's together not that you dislike. Sweet potatoes. You oh just no, don't it like is them. that I dislike. Okay. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got ahead of you there. <laughs> so you like you just don't like them in fry form. I don't like them in fry form. Okay, I, see I like a nice you. baked yam. Sure. Yeah. I like a baked yam more than I like a baked potato. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's good. What's underrated? Uh, digital comic books. Digital comic books. Digital comic books. Okay. What uh, do you read them on? Uh, I have the uh, Marvel Comics app, oh. and I read them on my iPad. Okay. Everywhere, especially on airplanes. What's what is something that people? So I'm just imagining having to pinch and scroll around a image. Uh, what what am I missing about digital comic books? Well, the the best part is you don't have to go anywhere, right, to get them. <laughs> right, you don't have That's to good. go 
to a comic book store and be surrounded by a bunch of nerds. Right. Gross. Um, well, the th- you know, the, most of them are empty now anyway. Right. And there's right. just the one nerd behind the counter, <laughs> you know. And you can go keep him company. That's fine. Right. But you don't want to depend on him. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're weird hours. Yeah. And the 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 conversations that they want to have with you that are not about what you are buying. <laughs> I mean, we used to be, you know, used to perform, and I used to be involved with uh, Nerd Mount Meltdown Comics. Right. And mm-hmm. It is now gone. R.I.P. R.I.P. That was a great place. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. But I still want to read comic books, regardless of whether or not they are comic book stores. Right. So I'm happy yeah. about the this other option. What's it? What's something exciting that's happening in the? We we rarely talk about comics. Oh, uh, on the daily zeitgeist, but oh. I feel like that's that's a oversight on our part. We should talk more about comics. What's what's the most exciting thing that's happened in comics uh, in your mind for the over the past couple of years? The X Men are being have just gotten rebooted. Yeah. in the comics, and it's mm. fucking great. Is it? Oh, it's so good. That's pretty. Cool. They're all like separatists now, and they live on their own island. Oh yeah, and they I heard started about that. growing these uh, drugs that humans depend on for health. So they're just lording that over everybody uh-huh. and not letting anybody on their island. Oh. It's fucking great. That's awesome. Okay, I was featured in a comic book recently. Oh, not yeah. to brag. You were. What do you mean by that? Uh, my likeness. Um, it was in a comic called Ghosted in L.A. Okay. Uh, by Cena Grace. That's nice. cool. Um, and uh, Jamie was as well. We it, it depicted us being at a like a live Bechtel cast show, talking about Titanic, obviously. Uh huh. <laughs> and so we were drawn as a uh, in in the comic. And that's awesome. Yeah. Did you did you frame it? Did you uh, I have it not frame, nice? framed it yet. I've never framed anything in my entire life. Really? So, including my. Diploma, where I got my master's degree in screenwriting from Boston University. It's just it's a piece of paper lying somewhere, somewhere in yeah. my apartment, in a file cabinet mm-hmm. somewhere, loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. So, was it just sort of like background, something that was going on in the background? Did it have something to do with? Yeah. The plot? So the characters go to a, a live Bechdel a live cast, cast show. So we are not the focus. Look at uh, you or, guys. At, at all, but, uh, yeah, we we got a few frames, and the crowd is laughing. They're, oh, they're, they're loving their it. rear ends off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might I might go home and download that on my iPad. Yeah, yeah. ghosted in L.A. Check it out. They're ha haing. There's mm-hmm. big ha has flying through the That's air. Some pretty big Heavy ha-has. LOLing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, what is a myth? What is something people think is true? You know, to be false or vice versa. That you can only get the chicken pox one time. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is not true, is it? It is not true at all. Yeah. Wait. How many times have you had it? Three. What? Holy shit. Yeah. How does this happen? Uh, my immune system is just stubborn that way. It doesn't want to <laughs> learn lessons. Yeah. 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 Were they all uh, when you were a child? Yeah, at, at different stages of childhood. I think okay. the last time I had them was like 13. Got it. Mm-hmm. I had shingles. Yee. Yeah. So that's Brag. like a... Four- <laughs> all right. Flex. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. What... um. Shingles is like a form of chicken pox that's like left in the body or something? Yeah, so you get chicken pox, and then that virus lies dormant in your system, uh, and sometimes later in life it'll flare up as shingles. Usually it happens in uh, an older population, but I got it when I was 19 because I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> but I had it. Uh, had chicken pox when I was three years old, and it was a very, very mild case. I only think I had like three little pox on mm. me. Um, so... One for each year. One for each like year a, I was alive. Yes, you were like exactly. a sequoia in that respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And uh, the doctors speculated that I got shingles so young because I had had such a mild case and I got it so young. Um, Are you an X-man or an mm-hmm. X-man? I'm an X-woman. An X-woman. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you for With a very, speci- <laughs> very specific uh, mutation. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys. Let's talk about Star Wars Episode Nine: The waiting. End of the Saga. Oh boy! Uh, it is, as you said, Mike. People are pissed already. They're they're fired up uh, because the last movie, The Last Jedi, uh, pissed a lot of people off. It, t- it tried to take Star Wars in a new direction. Tried to upset some people's expectations. I have a question. Yeah. This new direction. Yes. It was just that she's not related to anybody. Yeah. That was the entire new direction. That was it. That was it. It's all Uh, tuck. Yeah. And then I also (sighs) like that they killed that one dude who it seemed like he was going to be a big villain. And then they just like cut him in half. (laughs) I thought that was dope. Oh, wait. Who is that again? Snoke. 
Snoke. Snoke. Yeah. I wanted yes. to say Smaug, but that is the <laughs> dragon from uh, from the Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they just chopped him in half. Right, that right, was right. one of my favorite moments of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I did not like that new direction that much. Mm-hmm. Neither in did retrospect. I. And I don't like that. I don't like it <laughs> because it has like being like no they have to be genetically related is weird and like eugenicsy kind of <laughs> like it's like kind of like no i want i want it to be all by genetics is is weird and not something that i generally buy into but it does seem like the universe that we were given up to that point was one in which like the force was passed down like uh, I don't know, like as a, a, like as a, as a gene, but as a gene, yeah, they do do this like weird legacy thing with it up do until do do do, do, do. Uh-huh. um, but they, but also like Anakin Skywalker, who's his, who are his parents, and do we care about that? Were they Jedi masters? No, right. So uh, to me, it's more. I just interpreted the whole thing is like your your Force powers, your Jedi potential is something. That may be like a passed down among generations, or you're just maybe it's you're just born with this special. Maybe you're it's kind of an X Men thing. Maybe it's just a right mutation. But um, that isn't even why I didn't like Last Jedi. Like uh, the, the 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 he like subverted the idea that like no Ray doesn't have special parents. Although I maintain that Ray's parents are C-3PO and the other C-3PO that we see at the beginning of A New Hope. <laughs> yes. Um, because she speaks like so many languages. Theory. How would she know how to communicate with BB-8? How does she speak Wookiee? She speaks all these languages. Mm-hmm. She's a protocol droid is what I'm saying. Yes. But, she um, is the, the, the first Terminator in the Star Wars universe. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. She's got uh, an endoskeleton that is a C-3PO. Which a Rise of the Machines-esque plot in Star Wars would be fitting because like there is in the background of the Star Wars movies, all of them up to this point, just droids being tortured and treated like shit yeah. and, and programmed to be able to feel pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, fear, <laughs> right? Like C three PO, they're like, well, why don't we give this one an anxiety disorder? <laughs> uh, let's let, that that'd be fun for him. Um, but yeah, so anyways, there seems to be in the run up to this, even like in the press and the interviews with J J Abrams and the cast, a like light struggle for the soul of Star Wars where they're like, oh, we're so glad that it's back in J.J.'s hands. And uh, according to the reviews, he has done some retconning or going back on some of the unpopular decisions of uh, episode eight uh, that critics liked and fans did not like. And now critics are pissed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott Mendelson from Forbes is calling it the worst Star Wars movie. Oh, Jesus Christ! <gasps> Ever. Already the worst. Ever the worst. Worse than the than than the clone the Attack the f- of the Clones. Oof. So I was telling Caitlin, I kind of like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <but> <laughs> well, I like the I Last like Jedi. Phantom Menace. I, I kind of like, like Attack Jedi. of the. Do you like the Last Jedi? I do. Yeah, I think it. I I don't know. I didn't. You know, I just thought it was a good Star Wars movie. Yeah, and I liked that it moved the. The story that we've been watching along. I don't care who's related to who. Yeah. Um I think that's the right not, way to you know, feel. You got Qui Gon Jinn and 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 the early one. Who's he related to? Who that's cares? Point, who are you his know? Mace Windu. Well, who that's cares? the other thing is that Jedi swear like an oath to be celibate, right? Do they're they? not allowed to fuck. I don't think Jedi are allowed to yeah, fuck. Yeah, they're, je- they're like priests. Yeah. So like oh, they also they wouldn't have really a legacy or like a lineage. Right. So it's I think it's more that you're just like born special, but. The reason, I mean, there were things I liked about The Last Jedi. I liked its treatment of women uh, better than pretty much any other Star Wars movie. Um, I liked, like, the first half hour and the last half hour. There's just a a chunk in the middle that slogged a bit for me. Right, the casino escape. That was stupid. Yeah, that was that 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 whole thing. I think everyone was like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. fuck that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the B-plot, yeah, they could have left. The B-plot could have stayed. Be gone. Could have stayed on the... 
You, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with yours. <laughs> um, so anyways, just running down what, what critics think. Uh, episode four, A New Hope, the first Star Wars, is the highest rated at 90 on Metacritic. Episode then The Last four. Jedi, okay. episode eight, the, last, the most recent one. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is uh, at 82. The Force Awakens is at 81. Revenge of the Sith is at 68. Big jump there. Rogue One, 65. I thought Rogue One was pretty good. Better than Revenge of the Sith. I saw it on a plane. That's for sure. So I can't trust my opinion of any movie that I saw saw on a plane. I saw it in the theater. (laughs) I just like movies I see on a plane. They're better. They're better better in the sky. Uh, (laughs) Then Solo, A Star Wars Story. Critics like that. I didn't see that. More than I remembered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is below Solo, A Star Wars Story? Yeah. So critics don't know what the fuck they're talking about they, when it comes uh, to Star Wars movies, I think is the moral of this so story. So do these Metacritic numbers, they don't change over time? They just, whatever it's, it's, it's set what on it when? It. Yeah, I think so. That's weird. Yeah. Because it wasn't even a Metacritic then. Right. So what did they go back and look at? Yeah, they go back and look at the reviews and then assign them numbers, numerical values. Hmm. There were on. like three newspapers then. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you go back and look at the original Ghostbusters, it like got really bad reviews. <laughs> People were like this. Uh, well, did it deserve it? Maybe. Right. Maybe you it remember did. my recent Yeah, that's true. Your recent overrated <laughs> was the Ghostbusters universe. Uh, bad example. Um, but then, and then after Return of the Jedi, we've got uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. At 54. Then Phantom Menace, lowest ranked other than Clone Wars, which is like the animated one that nobody really Mm-mm. thinks of as canon. But uh, Phantom Menace, the, so the newest one is on Metacritic between Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. It is at like a 50. Wow. Three, I think. So Wally. it's second to worst in terms of critical consensus. Uh, and according to some critics, the absolute worst. Other people say the plot snaps together like a puzzle or something like that. Ooh. Like a bunch of puzzle pieces that just snap okay. into. So, you know, I think I think it's definitely worth seeing and forming your own opinion would be my, be my uh, advice. On Have this we one. ever seen something like this where like, Everybody loved, and then everybody decided to hate it one time. Uh, like in this on this scale, probably not. I f- mm, okay, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like when Avatar first came out, people were like, "Oh, this is good," and then like short time after everyone's like wait a minute this is bad <laughs> avatar was like a magic trick where it was it I, I remember seeing it and i was like that's gonna change movies like i barely mm-hmm. blinked that whole movie right. like my eyes were drying out because i like couldn't blink because it was so cool and then i totally like it just disappeared from my mind like right. it was just like that doesn't that didn't make any impression that mm-hmm. movie was nothing and yeah. i don't i don't think it ever tried to tell us hey come see Avatar, because it's a good movie. Right. I don't think they have, that was ever part mm. of the marketing. It was always like, right. hey, come have this new experience. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. It was more like a ride than yeah. a, yeah, it was like yeah. going to a, a theme park. But yeah, that, that was one, that that's an interesting one where it, it felt like this big event that then didn't like last the same way that other movies do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Fast and the Furious did the opposite. Where it like started and people are like, ah, this is Man. garbage. And, then, yeah. and now people are like, this is the best franchise ever. Like people really <laughs> love that shit. Hobbs and Shaw was one of my favorite movies this year. Really? <laughs> and I'm not even joking. <laughs> I had so much. It wasn't like a good movie, but I had right. so much fun watching it that oh man can i give my rankings for star wars yes please okay so uh this is the right order everybody <laughs> so um, just so everybody please do not at me <laughs> do not i don't want to hear it but this is the right order okay and this is ba- the best star wars movie to worst number okay. one return of the jedi yeah i said it <laughs> empire now, strikes back can, can fuck itself and be at number two okay okay I mean, because it's number two. That's not really (laughs) okay. It's not really having to fuck itself (laughs) if it's the second best Star Wars movie ever. Also, I do want to clarify. You said earlier that you're not talking about Return of the Jedi, the theatrical release. You're talking about the movie edit. 
there's a specific t- <laughs> oh. TV edit. Yeah. The, t- the TV edit. There's a TV That's what edit. I meant to say. Yeah. Is, is it's superior. Way better the reformatted than the for the screen version. version? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or you can only see like four fifths of the. Of the show, of I don't what know. Was I, to I be grew shot. up watching this TV edit of the movie, and I it's think, just like cleaner and more polished and just I think a tighter that story. Is the lesson for everybody. Yeah. We grew up watching blank, and that is the uh, archetype. Version of Star Wars, but that doesn't make me wrong about no, it doesn't. Okay, so (laughs) actually, this is the right opinion. Thank you so much. So, uh, Return of the Jedi number one, Empire Strikes Back number two, number three, Force Awakens. Ooh, Ooh, that is coming in. It's high take, high up there, higher than a New Hope, which Which arguably it is based on and just a recreation of. Yes, but improved upon. Improved upon because a much better central character. Right, because... Daisy Ridley versus Luke Luke, Skywalker. Luke sucks. Uncle Benjamin. (laughs) What did Luke do? Just go with us on this, Mike. Come on. He's a whiny whiny baby for the first two movies. He's like an orphan. (laughs) He had an aunt and uncle, and yes, they did die in a gruesome death. Oh, yeah, it was robots after that. (laughs) Yeah. It could no, be he, sad. He had a friend. He had a friend. He had a few friends. He had a mentor who also died a gruesome death. <laughs> Look, okay. Luke is a whiny baby, and then he gets way too overconfident in, in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. C-3B. But that is your preferred version. Yes. Um, okay. So A New Hope is number four for me. Number okay. five, Rogue One. Okay. Six. I'm going to go with Solo here. Wow. I know. Okay. But the, we're getting into the bad ones. Okay. Seven is the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> okay. Yep. Ahead of the prequels. Ahead Strong of take. the prequels and, and Last Jedi, Last Jedi <laughs> wow. which comes in at number eight. <laughs> These are... I don't know why you're laughing. These are the correct opinions. So we we have it's to. It's just funny this. how wrong I am. <laughs> right. That's, exactly. yeah. That's what's funny. funny. I'm so glad you acknowledge how, how wrong you are. How many mistakes that I have made <laughs> in thinking about these movies? And then nine, ten, and eleven is Re- Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, and Attack of the Clones comes in last. Wow. Yeah. I still like that scene where they jump out. They have a car chase where he jumps out of the car and just falls through like the vertical city. Yeah. That shit is dope. That's okay. That's a one one good scene in that movie. <laughs> and that's all I remember. I think that was the first movie I saw drunk. The first Star Wars movie I saw drunk. And, uh, and then you've been drunk for everyone yeah, since. Yeah, and ever, ever since. I love Star Wars. It's I don't know what it is. now, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I don't necessarily agree with that order. I will okay. say, however, uh, to my earlier point, I think Teen Wolf is a perfect movie. Teen I, Wolf? Yeah. Okay. Because I saw Teen Wolf. What Teen Wolf was one of the first movies I saw like a hundred times. And my movie uh, viewing apparatus is like, like a your Teen Wolf shaped, like, <laughs> no, just like what my opinion of like what a good movie okay, is, is okay. shaped like Teen Wolf. So like, <laughs> it sucks. It's not a good, like, mm. it's not a good movie judging apparatus. I So I openly admit that. Okay, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Not enough Teen Wolves in Star Wars well, oh, but, is my but, overall but, statement. But, so these conversations are framed about what, how we, what we grew up watching. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So if my list was ordered in that, uh, by that matrix. Yeah. Um, my number one Star Wars movie would be the Ewoks movie. Ooh. Which is Ooh. filled with little teen wolves. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It it. Oh, man. I have to reorder my whole oh, list shit. now. No. <laughs> uh, do you have a like a clear number one in the Star Wars saga? Ooh, no. Um, I I just, I like the first three. I like them all. Like their one movie that you just see in three yeah. parts. Um I had this weird thing where I like Revenge of the Sith, even though it was terrible, but right. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, the first, like, the, the Attack of the Clones, I cannot stay awake during that movie. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. Uh, that and... Um, Phantom Menace? Well, no, I was thinking about the other movie that um, that I can't stay awake, and I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, Is it a Star Wars movie or something else? No, but it's another huge sci-fi movie that people love a lot that was remade recently. Blade Runner? Yes. I cannot stay awake. <laughs> I cannot stay awake during it's either Blade Runner. It's because those movies are boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, the first ones I don't think about. I mean, the prequels I don't think about. The original trilogy I think is great. And I like the most recent, too, a yeah. lot. 
I didn't love Rogue One as much mm. because I'm not here for like the side stories really. Sure. I'm not right. really like yeah. I, I just want to know like what happens in the main story. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Those are all correct opinions. I think we is where are, we're gonna we land. Have, each we of us is correct. correct. I don't mind being less correct though. It's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all fine. It's fine with me. Uh all right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and try to talk about things that aren't Star Wars. We'll see. And we're back. And uh, the president is, as we speak about Star Wars for 45 minutes, the Space president Force? Is, what? Being, Space Force? is being so impeached. Want to say Space Force? <laughs> I'm talking about impeaching this creed. Uh, and he's not dealing well with it. I mean, I don't know what anyone expected. He sent an angry, impotent letter uh, addressed to his Democratic colleagues. Uh, that was just ranting and somewhat incoherent. And uh, you can tell it's proofread by someone punched up for language fanciness because he uses uh, various words that seem like they're outside of his range. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah, he claims that he doesn't think it's going to change anyone's mind. He's just doing it for the purpose of history. Uh, and yeah, he's being impeached. And freaking out on Twitter, which is... Well, in character for him, I guess. Yep. It's what he does. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to hear 30 of the most unhinged lines Please. or a couple of the 30 most unhinged? But, and then let's rank them afterward. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> you have cheapened the importance of the very ugly word impeachment That's exclamation weird. point. That's so weird. Just a lot of twists and turns in that. So many adjectives. Like, yeah. Cheapened, Cheapened and the importance of an ugly word, which it, it seems like he has esteem for the word, but then it's a very ugly word. Uh, <laughs> it's, right. You dare to invoke the founding fathers in pursuit of this election nullification scheme? Uh, what? Yeah. That sounds like Dr. Doom. I know, it does. There's a lot of exclamation points in this letter. How many exclamation points are there in the uh, Constitution? I would guess... None? Zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell of a lot of semicolons, but not... no. <laughs> lots uh, of ellipses. Yeah, <laughs> lots of... Yeah, I don't know. This is... Fuck it. Let's not talk about <laughs> this letter. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over this guy. We're... How are you guys feeling about the upcoming election? Do you think he's going to get reelected? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I really, truly don't have uh, much faith in humanity anymore. So uh, I don't know. I think yeah. not, but I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 we all thought Hillary was going to get the uh get nominated or to uh, get elected Win but the election yeah. yeah but um that didn't happen so i didn't know i don't know what do you think mike i um i chalked a lot of what happened when the last election up and up to um people being kind of apathetic and feeling like oh hillary's just gonna win so like everybody stayed home yeah you know I um that... so i remember like Right after he got inaugurated, and it, you know, like the women's marches and all of that, mm -hmm. feeling like, oh yeah, this, he's he's gonna get totally destroyed yeah. in the next election because people are dialed in now, and, mm -hmm. like they know that they need to like come out and vote. And I've been coasting on that hope for the past like <laughs> two and a half years, three years. But yeah. now, like day by day, <laughs> I find my cynicism right. creeping up, and I'm getting scared because his fan, his supporters are getting no. They're fans. No, they're fans. Yeah, fans. Mm -hmm. That's what his, they are. His wrestling fans are yes. getting angrier and angrier and stirred up more and more. Yeah, like, what's his approval rating these days? Do we know? It's still below his disproval rating by a good 10 percentage points. Okay. But, well, that gives me some hope. Well, you know, the other thing is, too, there was a lot of weird shit that had to happen for all those people's minds to get changed the first time. Mm -hmm. Like for, right. them to, for, for their anger and their frustration to be capitalized upon in a way that would perfectly help him. Uh, all that Facebook trickery and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can't necessarily do all that shit again. Right. So right. he has who he has. They're going to try. Of course they're going to try. Right. I, I think it's a little harder to do now. Right. Uh, because a lot of the Facebook shit was actually instilling apathy in people. It was 
just being like just tamping down people's enthusiasm for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, you don't have to vote for Trump, but like you don't want to vote for her. Right. And, you know, I th I think that ended up swaying the election. I mean, so so much of it came down to like 2,000 votes or 20,000 votes in certain states. So, Well, oh, my God. Don't remind me about how Hillary won the popular vote. Mm -hmm. And then uh, because of our dumb shit uh electoral college system right. yeah uh is how we have trump as president um yeah i i don't i really can't say i'm hoping with all of my heart and praying to uh, i don't i don't know i don't pray to anybody but Tra charles darwin i'm praying to him <laughs> um that uh, he does not get reelected, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't become apathetic, but I have just lost a lot of uh, hope in the system. Not that the I have British to election begin with. is really like terrifying. that was a punch. That was a punch in the face. Oof. Yeah, that was oof. Uh, Boris Johnson did that. Do you do you see that like love actually homage that Boris Johnson did? Uh, he, that scene from Love Actually, where the creepy guy has all the signs. Car, yeah, the signs. He yeah, he like did that as a campaign ad, and uh, it made me throw up in my mouth. The guy shows up to his best friend's house and mm -hmm. tells his best friend's wife, yeah, that he's in love with her, right? But quietly, so his best friend doesn't doesn't hear. hear. And it's like that's that's love. That's what love is, <laughs> actually. That's romantic. That's actually that's like being a fucking human monster. Mm -hmm. Like that is the worst <laughs> thing. And and it's clearly written by a guy because the woman's like, oh, it's so uh, sweet. You're and then she so runs romantic. out and kisses him. And it's like, what if your best friend had opened the door? Yeah. <laughs> what was your plan, dude? Go fuck yourself. <clears throat> that movie. That whole movie. Can that go. movie. Truly right ahead and fuck itself um well uh do we want to talk about voter purges now that we're <laughs> on the subject of yeah uh, how the republicans are gonna win because georgia has followed up the uh single largest purging of voter rolls uh 500 voters in 2018 with a yet another voter purge of 300,000 georgians uh basically you know creating rules that people that are difficult uh, inconvenient for people to follow uh, mm -hmm. and then using those rules to disqualify people. Uh, and Wisconsin, they do the same shit. They've purged over 230,000 voters. Uh, Wisconsin is a state where Trump won by 23,000 votes. Hmm. So, yeah, you got to check on your registration no matter where you live because this is the way that Republicans can win, even if we have... A mm. uh, huge turnout. How is this legal? Like how 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 to, do we let this happen? Um, it's straight up kleptocracy. Yeah. The people in power are stealing power by changing the rules and mm -hmm. making it like they're not even trying to justify it as fair or a reasonable this, way of uh, usually happens in like low income areas or like neighborhoods where that are like predominantly uh, people of color living in them stuff like that that's like where these this voter purging oh, yeah. and uh voter suppression usually happens right yes <sighs> is this where trump installing all those judges comes in yeah okay well all right yeah, yeah. quietly Ooh. The, he's quietly doing damage that will last a lifetime. One quick case study I want to do uh, that we've had on the dock for a couple of days is this story that was written about something that happened in, I guess, Des Moines or somewhere. Yeah, in Des Moines. Uh, so this guy who lives across from an elementary school uh, where 60% of the students are not white decided to glow up his front yard with Confederate flags and oh. swastikas uh and the way i just want to read through this article because it's a good example of the both sidesing shit that like mm -hmm. drives me crazy and that i think is like a cancer on our democracy mm -hmm. so like it says 
this Fox 32 article says, a homeowner living to a, next to an elementary school in Iowa is facing backlash for painting Confederate battle flags and swastikas on pallets around his property. The symbols are clearly visible from the school. He added that people shouldn't construe the painted pallets as racist. But Morris Elementary in Des Moines disagreed and released a statement denouncing Stark's ideology. School officials say the students, who are about 60% non-white, see the symbols when arriving and leaving school and even from the playground. They don't know their history, evidently, Stark said. That's the only reason I can think of that they think anything bad about it. They don't know their history. (laughs) So they're just like putting, I don't know, that drives, like, and then they just leave that out there. They're like, but then a school parent said the swastika is a symbol of white supremacy. It's like, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the purpose, right? Yes, that's, and then, but they print him saying well if you think this is bad you don't know your history just like alongside that you mean it's the like, history of right people being obscenely racist right. throughout history uh yeah um man if people if he's like a racist piece of shit he should just like for him to be like no this isn't racist you just don't know your history what what does he think he what I can't even articulate yeah, what, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what history is he pointing to, first of <laughs> right. all? The, what's the non-racist history of the swastika and Confederate flag together? Right. Right? Like, it's, yeah, it's the alternate history that white supremacists tell each other that involves them as the protagonists. And, uh, you know, that that's just left unspoken. And it just, the article basically begs the question, what... What history is he talking about? It doesn't and point to it. Doesn't doesn't say. Doesn't address it. Just leaves it out there. I guess it's that uh, it's the idea of objectivity that it seems like journalism tries to hold on to. Yes, but can it? No, because there's no such thing really. Right. Well, right? it's we have this show on this network called Worst Year Ever. That's about 2020. The year we're about to start, and just has already said this is going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> and they did a profile of Jake Tapper. Uh, they did really cool. Like what, their first few episodes is, are about uh, you know the sources that we currently rely on for coverage of the election. And they did this thing on Jake Tapper, and like as you trace how he covers politics. You see that he has like fetishized finding a way to like he'll do a thing that is pro left, but then he has to find something that's pro right, even as the right moves further and further to the right towards racism and white supremacy. And it's just, it's infuriating. It, but it's it's just this very surface level definition of objectivity that they've all subscribed to. I mean, what I don't understand about this guy who's like very clearly flaunting like racist iconography right. in his front yard and his stupid hat, uh, if you see the picture, and then for him to be like, no, this stuff isn't racist. Like he's clearly a racist person. What If, if you have racist ideology but you're saying no, I'm not racist. You're, racist. It, you're That's almost sort of acknowledging that you know racism is bad, right? But by, by being, or he like knows that it's not okay to be racist, but he's still flaunting this imagery. Why doesn't he just come out and say, "Yes, I am"? Like, why is he ashamed of it? Is there some level of shame? I just don't understand this line of thinking where he'd be like right. no this isn't racist this is just history right yeah they don't I know their history i cannot make sense of it yeah cuz i it's, i think it's basically uh like that's what trump is right it's just yeah they're like well on the one hand he's lying but on the other hand uh his supporters are saying this and it's just like i think racists just need to out themselves as racists openly I mean, so they're being pretty open about it. That, I mean, <laughs> well, then, but, but then, then they get punched in the face, and they don't want that to happen I, either. I, right. so maybe, like, yeah, maybe this guy just doesn't want to get punched. Yeah. He's probably but still going to get punched. I'll punch. I'll go to Des Moines right now and Seriously. punch. I like Des Moines. That guy should leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take another break. We'll be back to talk about cats, which is what you're all here for, anyways. <laughs> 
And we're back. And Cats has come out. Oh, boy. Uh, it is apparently... Uh, it, so the one... I'll, I'll, I'll give you two reviews. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, one person said it is too horny for its own good. <laughs> oh, see? That's, I don't think it's possible. Noel, I've seen some things <laughs> in my life that I could definitely say. Uh, I could apply that too. And then a furry... Uh, said, oh, somebody who identifies as a furry mm-hmm. said, Furries want something they can fuck fap to, and Cat's movie is not that. Damn, but oh. not horny enough, right? So, yeah, too horny or not horny enough. Damn, the ballet aspects are a display of human beauty and movement and form. If you CGI that, it'll be trashy. Also, Cat's is not a particularly comfortable watch to begin with, <laughs> it's meant to be like, well, Cat's. Uh, Okay. Well, first of all, I would be remiss not to mention um, that cats, as as an animal, have eight nipples, and that's cat facts with Caitlin. Yes. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm so sorry to say that, but uh, (laughs) it's true. Cat facts uh, don't lie. (laughs) So, cats have eight nipples or some other number of nipples, depending on the cat. Now, is that uh, true? Yeah. How about just one nipple? (laughs) <laughs> they probably don't have just one nipple unless they got in an accident. Oh, maybe. true. Um, <laughs> there, there's not it's a uniform sad. number of cat nipples? Some of them have six. Fewer nipples? Yeah, fewer. Some of them have up to, I think, ten. How about that? Yeah. It just, I guess, depends on the kitty. Cat facts with Caitlin. <laughs> but I think the average is eight, so okay. that's what I stick with. Um, now, the problem, the main problem with this film cats right is that the anatomy the anatomy is extremely inaccurate now right. we see some of like the, the um taylor swift. taylor swift we see rebel uh wilson like they jennifer hudson, ha- jennifer hudson. oh my god are all these people really in this movie they idris elba is in this idris movie elba. <laughs> idris elba jason is in this derulo movie. Well, We've he him got... he makes sense, right? <laughs> he makes sense. He makes... And as we talked about earlier in the week, in our most important news up to this story, uh, they had to CGI his dick out because it was so <laughs> prominent. Mm. Jason Derulo. Wow. <laughs> so they didn't have to do all the dicks, just his? Just his. That's his claim. Okay, Jason. Yeah. Now, okay. So for the the women playing the cat roles, they have we see them have like breast lumps but only two of them yeah so if you're gonna make an anatomically accurate cats movie yeah there should be eight breasted cats i think you are expressing the problem that the furry had because the furry says we want something we can fuck fab to but then immediately says it's about expressing the beauty of the human form not the cat Right. Form. We so we need to. It's too balletic. We need to be sexualizing cats. Yes, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. No. I mean, if we're gonna start, we might as well go all the way. The beautiful oh. act of cats making love to one another, oh as God. we all know, the, uh, and the beautiful sounds, beautiful they and make. tender uh, <laughs> love making that happens between two alley cats. Oh my God. Uh, so <laughs> go ahead. The original cats. Yes. From the 80s. Mm. They have such. They have such a complicated. Uh, fraught relationship with this IP. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because, sure. um, you know, we were talking about Avatar, right? And right. Avatar was this giant thing. Yep. But now we ain't got to think about it ever again. Right. I was hoping Cats was like this because it terrified me when I was a child. Yeah. Because you would only ever see, like, I would only ever see, like, commercials for it. Right. In the middle of shit that didn't have anything to do with that. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that shit looks mm. weird as shit. Did you ever see it? No! I never would have. Because and and I would hope, I hoped, what I hoped is that the opportunity would never even arise for me to see anything like this. Mm. And that now that it's back and now that it's done in this way that it's provocative and everybody's talking about it, it's like one of my worst nightmares. Yes. So... The more I learned about cats, the stranger it got. Because the so there's no story. <laughs> there's no story. Right. Like it's, it's just, just a series of of songs tied together by the premise that like one of the cats is dying, but it's like very vague. the The main attraction, one of the big innovations. Sorry, I get choked up when I talk about cats. <laughs> one of the big innovations of Cats, the musical, 
is that they come out into the audience. Mm-mm. Yes. Oh. See? They come out into the audience and like crawl over you. Everything <gasps> that I was afraid of is real. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's exactly as terrifying as you th- thought it was. So Tom Hooper, who made the King speech. Mm-hmm. An Academy Award winning film. Uh, yes. <laughs> I still. Yes. I would rank that as last on my Star Wars movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, okay. Isn't the story, and I've never seen the stage production of Cats, uh, but what I'm gathering from the trailers for the movie is that Judi Dench Cat um, has to pick... She gets to pick someone. <laughs> Judy Dench is in this. Like, it's just the best cast and, ever. Uh, Ian McKellen is as well. Uh-huh. Um, so Judy Dench cat is like, hey, one of you gets to live a new life, and I'm choosing which of which cat of you, like cluster of cl- clatter, I think, of alley cats um, gets to. I don't know if it's like a nine lives kind of thing where they're all about to die, and then like one of them gets to be reborn or like just gets to keep living that's what i'm uh, please uh listeners correct me if i'm wrong or, or let me know what the the loose premise of this thing is here but yeah are Judy, we talking about rum tum tugger what um, we're talking about mr mistopheles I, Whoa. I, oof, we, we couldn't we, say yes jelly low rum these jelly low rum these sound very sexy the, <laughs> names I are mean, doing it for me skimble shanks mm, that one sounds Ooh. like a disease <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yeah sounds like something you get if uh your, your chicken pox come back <laughs> i got some skimble shanks in my uh my hips carbuckety so, oh okay. <laughs> griddle bone uh these are all cat names yes, yes. Or, bl- or blue singers rumple rumple teaser uh-uh. And okay. Bustopher Jones. Oh, that's a hell of a name. Yeah. Bustopher? Bustopher Jones. That's <laughs> like, that is hell yeah. So I got, yeah, these are all cats who are eligible to die or something. And then mm-hmm. Judy Dench. It's about like, an afterlife, right? Like one of the cats dies and ascends to the afterlife. Oh, so it's basically the, the series Lost or right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost <laughs> is based on cats. cats. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the general premise from what I gather. But yeah, I don't think there's there's not really a story. James Corden's just sort of like James bouncing around. Corden. Yes. He looks he looks like he was born to wear this costume. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like it's He's the one, I, like the whole trailer, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And right. then he showed up and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, this all makes sense Well, now. people have been talking for a while about how like weird the, just the imagery is of the cat. But like, I think the worst part about it is that they don't have cat noses. They just have human noses. If they had just done a little bit of makeup and made them have little cat noses, I think it would be far better than what it is. But because we have human noses, but then these like cat ears and like fur bodies, it's just there's so much dissonance. I think I figured it out. Yeah. They put out the trailer to start the uproar. Um, now you have to start the add the nipples and noses movement. So they'll change it like the Sonic movie. They did. They did change it. That's Whoa. what they've been doing. So they did the premiere the other night. And Tom Hooper, the director, said he had been working on the movie up until like the previous morning and he finished he put the finishing touches on it after a 36 hour long work session <laughs> they were still cgiing so this is what's strange to me though like you look at that and you're like oh it's a bunch of actors in bad cat costumes yeah it is not oh. those are actors who did mocap they right. were in motion capture, like with the little light bulbs on them. Right, right, right. And then they CGI'd shitty cat costumes onto them. Yikes. And that is what they were adjusting because people were like, no, it looks bad. And so uh, they were adjusting the shitty cat costume CGI. Uh, when is this supposed Met- to be released? I think this weekend. <laughs> I have a Fun. ticket they were like, to see it on Friday morning. I w- I'm. I'm going to be first in line to see Friday cats. morning. And you're seeing <laughs> Star Wars T- tonight. tonight. Yeah. yeah. So I keep up to date with yeah. my movies that no one I likes. I can't wait to <laughs> coming out. hear from you uh, on 
Yeah. I'll text you first thing. Do you do Thank drugs, you. Caitlin? <laughs> no, I'm extremely um, bad at drugs. So I can't even smoke weed without having a panic attack. So you're going to go see uh, Cats Friday morning. Sober. Stone sober. Stone sober. I just don't. I will not pull a jack and get drunk. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> uh, I, you should definitely drink. By the way, uh, getting a panic attack never stopped me from smoking weed. <laughs> I continued to smoke weed despite the fact that it gave me a panic sure. attack because I wanted to be cool. Cool, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> just a thing about me. How cool did you, you guys feel? When you're, Real cool. Your chest was yeah, imploding. One of my chest was imploding, and I was certain everybody was thinking about the fact that I hadn't talked the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> and that I was had my hands in my pocket even though I was sitting down. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Some of the journalists at the premiere liked the movie. One, tw- uh, but yeah, okay, we already talked about too horny for its own good. Uh, we we have not released the embargo on Miles's mom. Miles's mom is a film critic, and she gave what my favorite review of a movie I've ever heard. But we will re- we will reveal that uh, after her review is published mm. um that's it great i i I, I i'm so excited to see it you, you, I, you really are i you? mean you know in a way that i know it's going to be an absolute train wreck and i i just want to be on the train for the wreck wow. right yeah briefly i want to talk about survivor uh i guess survivor season finale happened last night mm. post the recording of this show but yesterday they finally made a statement about their policy around uh, sexual harassment that happened on the island. Uh, hmm. So a woman was sexually harassed by a middle-aged to elderly uh, contestant uh, who kept like putting his head on her lap and just Ooh. doing like things that were uncomfortable and like stroking her hair and like. Uh, putting his arm around her when they were like sleeping on the beach and just very uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she asked the producers not to do anything because she didn't want to, quote, negatively impact her chances to win the game. Still, the producers talked to the group as a whole about personal boundaries and issued the harasser a formal warning. So the woman who was being harassed, Kelly Kim, Uh, And the harasser is a 48-year-old Hollywood talent manager named Dan Spilo. Uh, So the producers issued him a formal warning. Uh, Then Kelly Kim bonded with two other women who told her they had had similar experiences with Spilo. Hmm. The three of them relayed this information to Janet, who was one of Dan Spilo's allies. And then responding to these allegations of sexual harassment, Janet agreed to vote Dan off. So who was voted off that week? Kelly was it Kim. Kelly Kim? It was mm. Kelly Kim. Turns out those other two women were fucking lying. <gasps> they were essentially making Dan Traitor. a decoy so they could take Kim out. Oh my. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And they so they weaponized the fact that she had been sexually harassed. That is some fucked up gender traitor shit. And yes. I'm furious. Yes. Also, that the Kelly Kim thought that it would if she came forward about this or like talked to producers about it uh she it, her thinking that that would hurt her chances on the show that is incredibly i mean i understand like being in that position and but the fact that that's something she had to worry about is also mind-bogglingly and just like horrendously upsetting yes and that she should have had to worry about because then it was used as like a yeah it's a it's a a great metaphor for why uh, a lot of women feel like they can't come forward with exactly. shit like this. Um, Especially when it was other women like teaming up against, pretending to be her ally, and then like using that as ammunition to uh, get rid of her. Oh, I hate it. Did they? So they just didn't believe her, or they did believe her and just didn't care. Did believe her, didn't care. Oh, I think my is the sense I get. Oh. Uh, at the next tribal council, Dan uh, gave a shitty half apology and asked uh, Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor, to just let it go. Um, but because uh, now now that it has become a, a public thing, he has 
uh, issued a more uh, thorough apology that he uh, is sorry if his actions made anyone feel uncomfortable. So, oh, I... <laughs> uh, so, I mean, all good. Uh, water under the bridge. Uh, I want to go to his house also and punch him. And the, There's a lot of people yeah. I need to punch. A lot of punching needs to go on <laughs> in this world. Uh, Jeff Probst did an interview following the episode where he called the show a microcosm of our real world. Oh, God. Uh, cool. Mm. But, I, I mean, true, but also not good. <laughs> like, you, should, you shouldn't fuck somebody out of a million dollars because they were sexually harassed. Right. Like, uh, and he was like, hey, you know, I mean, this is what's great about the show. This is why people watch. Am I right, folks? Anyways, ladies and germs, I've been Jeff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the producers could have just put a stop to it. Instead, they let it all play out. Uh, the actual victim ended up being punished. And so yesterday, CBS issued a statement congratulating themselves for even addressing it in the first oh place. My oh, God. my God. Uh, and then saying they were going to change their policy slightly uh, going <laughs> forward where, like, they wouldn't let somebody be sexually harassed. Wow, what feminist icons yes. they are. I mean, they've been great since... Uh, you know, with what was their fucking Les Moonves? Les Moonves. Yeah. Les Moonves. Uh, uh, Sixty Minutes was apparently just a fucking nightmare of sexual <sighs> harassment. Um, yeah. So this this is why I have no faith in humanity. Yeah, I mean, and rightly, rightly so. Thank apparently. You. Uh, anyways, tune into Survivor to see <laughs> who wins. Or I guess it happened last night. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> Mike. Yep. I just wanted to end on a happy note. Let uh, me try for... to find one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure having you. Though. That has been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, what a great guest. Where can people find you, follow you? On the Twitter machine, uh, at Mike underscore Eagle. And I put everything there. I tell all my business there. Mm. So you can find us a portal to all the other important matters. Mm. And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, is there a tweet that I like? Um... I have one I definitely didn't like. <laughs> I don't know if I, but I guess Do that's kind of antithetical to the good note thing. No, it's fine. Uh, Scott Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw this. Silbert. No. <laughs> this is like, this is someday late last week when like impeachment got real. Mm. And Scott Adams tweets, I have never literally hated my government before today. This is new. Ah. Oh. Amazing! Yeah, this uh, is as, as bad as it gets, man. The way they're imagine? treating this guy. Never, never once before right. has he ever seen a reason. Nah, this is new for him. Just like the government. Yeah. I mean. Oh, COINTELPRO. When things have cracked gone. mass incarceration. <laughs> yeah, but when, you, when you've when you got a Dilbert-shaped pool out back, <laughs> oh, things, things look slightly different to you. Uh, Caitlin, yes. it's been great having you as Thank special you. guest co-host. Where can people find you, follow you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. You can check out the Bechtel cast where Jamie Loftus and I, plus guests, analyze movies from a feminist perspective. Jamie! Dismantling, Dismantling the patriarchy the one, one movie, movie at, at a time. time. Hell yeah. And uh, I teach screenwriting classes online. If you're interested in that, go to my website, CaitlinDurante.com. Check it out for more info. Uh, a tweet a I've tweet been, been enjoying. enjoying. Uh, this comes from a comedian pal of mine at uh, Kai Choice. Uh, the tweet is, if the Cats movie doesn't have anyone using a laptop as a chair, I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really yeah. good, good point. It's yeah. good. It'd be a big-ass laptop, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that is another thing they were spending a lot of time CGIing is, like, the scale. Because mm. the cats are, like, cat size. Yeah, in they're this cat movie. size, you, which like, is fun. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Every, I like that. Everything you say makes me more scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dana Schwartz tweeted, I feel like if you told a teenager that Netflix used to let you watch TV shows by sending you individual DVDs in the actual mail, they would think you were making it up as a joke. Uh, I agree believe that's true i think they would yep. and anna hosnier tweeted cut to a bunch of women fucking coming to adam driver not being able to handle his own performance <laughs> <laughs> uh that anna hosnier 
She's a she's what a, a riot. What a treat. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off nice to our <laughs> the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. There's been some issues with footnotes as of late, uh, but we are fixing them. Uh, so they are fixed. Hell yeah. Another Anna Hosnier not only tweeting funny shit, also fixing the footnotes issue. Straight up! Uh, oh, wait, I just got one last um, anagram. Someone just tweeted this at me, and it's very topical. Uh, this comes from at uh, mo- mostly Mozart, and the anagram for Caitlin Durante is anti dunce trial. Speaking of impeachment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, out. that's more like that. Uh, witch <laughs> trial. Super producer Anna Hosnier, what are we going to ride out on today? In honor of our guest, oh. I am recommending a song by him. This is a song that me and my boyfriend listen to often. Uh, mostly my boyfriend puts it on because, as you all know, he doesn't let me touch the dial. <laughs> 1967 wow. in our house. <laughs> Zach? Yeah, Zach McKeever is wow. a monster. Okay, so uh, this is called Very Much Money by Open Mike Eagle. Please enjoy it. Go listen to his music, guys. It's like... It's terrific. It's Thanks. the best. Yeah. It's, I, we chill hard to it. Smoke some blunts. We do. We smoke a lot of weed to his music. And, and I do chill. too, and I get panic attacks. Yeah. Not, 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 not because of your music. Over I come over. Pounding, being like, I'm having a heart attack. Take me to the hospital. And we just And your music it. actually <laughs> chills me out. So, oh, well, good. Yeah. yeah, we're like, just listen to the, you know, the open mic and you'll be fine. Cure for what else, you folks. So, yeah, enjoy that. And uh, thanks for doing the show, Mike. Thanks for having me. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. Uh, guys, we are going to be at Sketchfest on January 25th, 8 p.m., Gateway Theater. Go buy tickets. Just use Google to find them. I don't know what the exact name of the website is, but it's there in the footnotes as well. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for today. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and then tomorrow with another podcast. We'll talk to you then. Ryan on the floor of a Chinese restaurant, crown on my hip like Simon Petrikoff. Thought of a song called Thinking the Master Plans. Rigging and rocking, drinking in Amsterdam, cafe, back room, meeting with cancer man. Engineering project, black astronaut. The first scene in the film, Prometheus. I wrote a brand new story that starts from there. Just need some help with the financing. I ain't got nobody to pitch it to. My friends are superheroes. None of us have very much money though. They can fly, run fast, read Portuguese. None of us have very much money though.